Welcome to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, mindset coach and imposter syndrome expert. And I'm here to tell you that imposter syndrome isn't a life sentence. It's just a dysfunctional way of thinking. If you feel like your ideas are unoriginal, that your message isn't necessary or important, or like you're a complete and total fraud, then you've come to the right place. Time to kick your inner imposter to the curb and create life-changing results for you and your clients. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast with me, your host, Jill, and I feel like an idiot because I have literally recorded this so many times. But we are going to truck through, and I think it's because I've had a lot of coffee today. I recently got an espresso, and Bianco Lajaro is my fave Nespresso pod. Me and Larissa, my sister, are obsessed with it. I just ordered new ones the other day because we ran out and that's our favorite kind. And it's two shots of espresso with each serving. And I've had two espressos today. So I am hopped up. I'm also hyped up to talk about self-sabotage with you today. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about self-sabotage. So firstly, Why am I talking about self-sabotage on an imposter syndrome podcast? Well, that's because self-sabotage is the bitchy roommate of imposter syndrome. They go great together, but they're mean to everybody. You just don't want them around, right? Like when you see one, you'll usually see the other. That's what I'm talking about. And that's because within the imposter syndrome cycle that I have created, self-sabotage is a component of that cycle. So of course we start with your negative thoughts, the I'm not a good enough coach or I'm not a good coach. We then go into negative or unhelpful feelings like anxiety or nervousness, loneliness, feeling desperate, feeling like really unworthy, what have you, which then takes you into the limiting beliefs portion of because I feel unworthy, because I think that I'm not a good coach, I will never be able to achieve X, Y, Z. I'll never be able to sign a client. I'll never be able to make 10K or 100K or hit your next level, whatever it is. And then this carries into self-sabotage. And self-sabotage is an action of avoidance or an action of self-sabotage that is affecting your progress, that is affecting you moving forward in a successful direction. It's actually holding you back from doing the things that you need to do to achieve all your wildest dreams. So self-sabotage is a component of the imposter syndrome cycle and that's how they're related. And I want to talk about three major reasons as to why you may be self-sabotaging. So it can look like this. You may have the intention of showing up online and talking about your services all week, but then Monday morning comes and like you feel scared, you feel nervous, you feel like you keep trying to retry the Instagram story thing and you just can't, you can't think of anything important to say, you feel kind of blank, and then you just end up not showing up at all. This happens a lot during launches. I will see people start a launch and they'll be really excited about it and so pumped about it. And then like literally two days later, I haven't seen them talk about their launch whatsoever. And this is self-sabotage. You're sabotaging yourself. There could be a couple of reasons for this. So the three reasons are as follows, and then I'll explain them. So the first one is you don't actually want to do the thing or want the thing that you're working towards and therefore you're self-sabotaging. The second is you don't feel worthy of accomplishing or having that thing that you're working towards. And the third is you think that 
you will be uncomfortable or it'll be difficult when you achieve that thing that you're working towards and so you self-sabotage. So those are the three things. So the first one, you don't actually want the thing. And this can look like, for example, maybe you are like, I'm going to create a course. I'm like, okay, you're going to create a passive course. Let's say you're my client and you say, I'm going to create a passive course. And I go, awesome, cool. Fuck yeah, let's go. Um, this is something that actually was not afforded to me as somebody who has only ever hired business coaches without a mindset component. It wasn't until I actually hired coaches with a mindset component, which was actually really scary because I am somebody who really does. So I'm getting ahead of myself here, but like I am the third type of self-sabotager where I, if I think something is going to be hard or uncomfortable, I usually self-sabotage towards that because I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I'm afraid. So it takes a lot for me and it can be easier or harder for people, but it takes a lot for me to do something and go out of my comfort zone because I'm afraid of how I'm going to feel. But don't worry, we're going to talk about that one. So I have only ever worked with business coaches who just hear me say I want to do a course or do this and they go great let's do all the strategy it wasn't until I hired a mindset coach at the end of last year and now I'm working with one now who is business and mindset and they challenge me on it they want to know why I want to do the things that I want to do in my business and at the beginning I was frustrated because I was like fuck, like, do I have to explain myself? I just want to do what I got to do. But the thing is, is sometimes you won't fulfill something that you're thinking about because you don't actually want it. You were conditioned or told that you should want it or you see everybody else do it and you see that, that they look happy or seem happy or whatever, or they're making money from it. So you convince yourself, I want that too. So again, let's go to the example of you are my client and you say, hey, Jill, I want to create a passive course. And I say, what is your why behind the passive course? Why do you want to create the course? And if you don't have an emotional attachment to it, sometimes it can be really difficult to fulfill and therefore you will self-sabotage as a result of not actually fucking wanting to do it. Again, I was consuming a lot of content from business owners who had seven-figure businesses and had a lot, a lot of offers. It was weird to me to see business owners that didn't have a lot of offers had like two or three I was like how do they make all their money but it was just a different business model that I hadn't been aware of I had only been consuming the business models of have a million fucking different offers and that's how you make all your money so I thought more meant more money right so this was a thought that I had to challenge that if I had less offers I would make less money that's not true so the thing is is do you actually want the thing because if you don't actually want to create a course and you find yourself self-sabotaging by way of procrastination if you're avoiding the tasks you got to do for the course if you feel dread every time you go to work on the course if you think about oh now I have to do an email sequence and all this stuff if you think about launching it and you're like wow this seems like so much energy to expel for a hundred or two hundred dollar course if that's what's happening for you, then there's a reason to look deeper at that. Look deeper and think, why do I want to do this? And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be some big groundbreaking reason as to why you don't want to do something or why you do want to do something rather. Like you could be like, I want to create this passive course because I know that eventually I'm going to create an email sequence with it and it's going to be something that I can offer to my audience. 
at a low ticket price but that kind of releases the expectations of you having to do it right away and it just has to be well-intentioned you know like if you are just doing it because you see everybody else do it like I did last year with a couple things that I wanted to do I thought I wanted to do but I actually didn't end up doing them because I just was convincing myself like oh I need to do this I need to do that but it's because I was consuming these business models and these business coaches who were using these type of business models that didn't actually work for me or resonate with me so if you're looking at what somebody else is doing and you're like oh they look happy they look like they're making lots of money off of this you may not have an emotional attachment to the thing and emotional attachment creates inspiration it creates drive it creates motivation you need to have some type of emotional attachment to it and again it doesn't need to be some big groundbreaking emotional relationship to every fucking task that you do but it's just important to understand that your true intentions behind doing things and that's why doing the work uncovering the limiting beliefs overcoming the imposter syndrome is really important because when you do all that work on yourself it is easier to uncover your true intentions whenever you're making a decision you don't feel indecisive and awkward and weird or whatever you are easily able to make decisions i'm snapping you're easily able to make decisions because you know yourself you trust yourself you lead with your intuition you know that you cannot fuck it up and that you have good intentions it's like uncovering the dirt it's like brushing the dirt off of a stone or something the stone is you and your heart and your truth and your purpose and you're just brushing the dirt off of it so you can get to the core of your intentions whenever you're making a decision okay so that is one reason as to why you may be self-sabotaging because you don't actually want to do the thing and i'm not saying you need to spend years and years uncovering why you do everything that you're doing but if you're feeling a lot of resistance towards something in your business if you feel really like anxious and nervous about it you're procrastinating all that stuff first of all obviously do the shadow work do the mindset work do the thought work work with me hello hi but also assess your intentions and is this actually helping you achieve the goals that you are setting out for yourself emotional attachment is a really big deal when you feel emotionally attached to a purpose emotionally attached to a goal it is easier to achieve the second reason as to why you may be self-sabotaging and this is a biggie this is a big one is you don't feel worthy of having the thing so what evidence is there that would make this true for you so for example let's say something really simple you are my client and you say hey jill i want to sign a client and i say cool 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 what is leading you towards feeling like you can sign this client like how do you feel about signing this client do you believe that you can sign a client and if you don't feel worthy of being a coach or being an entrepreneur or doing whatever if you don't feel worthy of achieving the goal that you're setting out to achieve it's going to be difficult for you and you're going to self-sabotage because you have all of these thoughts running through your head telling you i'm not good enough i'm not able to achieve this blah 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 and it's going to affect how you show up for example if you say hey i'm gonna launch this program and then you get all ready, you do all the stuff on the back end, but when it comes to showing up online, forward facing, you're showing up, you're saying, hey, this is my offering, I'm really excited about it. When it comes to that, you can't get on your stories for the life of you and you feel like you're not even talking about it in an excited way because you don't feel worthy of receiving the clients or you don't feel worthy of 
having a business in the first place. And this comes back to doing the work on yourself and looking at that evidence. What would make it true for you that you do deserve to have clients, that you do deserve to have the abundance that you want? What evidence are you using to support the fact that you don't feel worthy? And this is where we kind of have to like look back at our past stories and you know, beliefs. And I don't mean look back in terms of become emotional about it. It's more so for objective analysis. Like I always say to my clients, like, let's look in the past for objective analysis only. We don't want to tie ourselves to the past and think it has to be our future because your past is only as real as your future is. Like all that's truly real is right now, right? If you don't feel worthy of the thing, there's obviously some past evidence or a belief that is telling you that you don't do deserve that. So you're going to self-sabotage as a result because you don't feel worthy of it and you don't know what you would do or how you would be or how you would act if you were to actually receive the thing because then you would just feel like even more of a fraud. You wouldn't feel good enough. Who knows what would happen, right? So that is the second and I believe one of the most damaging reasons as to why you're self-sabotaging. And again, this comes back to doing the shadow work, doing the thought work, really looking at those stories. So when you have the thought of, I don't deserve to sign this client or this client is never going to work with me being like, holy shit, looking at that journaling about it being like, what makes me think that I don't deserve good things? You will not believe the amount of people who I've talked to or work with who generally don't believe that they deserve good things. And we all have a story, right? We all have a reason as to why we think we don't deserve things. But the more you do the subconscious work and the more you do the work on yourself, you realize that these stories are easier and easier to uncover each time. Like it literally takes me now like two seconds for me to have a thought and then for me to think, where did this come from? Is it objectively true? It takes me a very short amount of time to really cycle through, why would I think this? Like, why in the hell would I even think this? Is it true? And what is a thought that is better serving or something that I can believe at this time? So we're not out here with any of that toxic positivity bullshit. Like you have to refill your cup with something that's believable. So if you are undoing or unlearning a belief if you're unprogramming a belief or thought from your brain you want to refill it with something that is going to be helpful and something else that you can focus on but it can't be something completely opposite to your current belief right like you can't think I am unworthy of love and then think I'm worthy of love. Like if you don't believe it, it's going to be really hard for you to convince yourself, right? So instead you can say something like I am open to seeing how I could be worthy of love, you know? And I think that is something that we talk about a lot on this podcast and I talk about a lot with my clients is just like learning how to be aware of these things that are coming up for us and then actively working on changing the course course correcting as much as we can and then the third reason as to why you're self-sabotaging is you think the thing will make you uncomfortable or something will be difficult for you and if something is difficult or if you feel uncomfortable you're afraid of how you're going to react or how you're going to feel you're essentially afraid of feeling something so for example if you are avoiding doing sales calls or if you avoid working with clients or something or you say you know what I don't want to work one-on-one with clients like no 
like you could be subconsciously avoiding the emotions of being uncomfortable or feeling like something is hard because you know it'll lead you to feeling bad about yourself. And the thing is, is the reason for self-sabotage of it being uncomfortable or you being uncomfortable or something being difficult, both of the doors to it lead to self-sabotage. So you don't do the thing because you're afraid of being uncomfortable and it's going to be difficult. But then if you did do the thing, it would be uncomfortable and difficult. So that's why you self-sabotage. You know what I mean? This is just to, again, avoid feeling shame about yourself. Because let's say you get on the one-to-one call and there's a pocket of silence. You could feel so insecure about yourself and think, wow, that 30 seconds of silence where I didn't know what to say. I'm such a bad coach. She's going to think I'm terrible. Oh my God. She's never going to want to work with me again. She's going to go and tell all her other coach friends or all her little entrepreneur friends that I suck, that I'm a terrible coach. And we go down the shame spiral. So of course our brain wants to keep us safe. Our body wants to keep us safe. It's a very primal reaction. So we just don't do the thing because we're afraid of that repercussion. We're afraid that we're going to feel uncomfortable during that silence. We're afraid that if somebody isn't completely happy with our services, we're going to feel so bad about ourselves, feel like a fraud and quit our business forever. So it's actually very diabolical. Like I feel like this is the most premeditated part of self-sabotage is like really trying to avoid negative emotions and feeling uncomfortable and that's because we're not meant or wired to feel uncomfortable we make so many stories up when we are uncomfortable and those uncomfortable feelings send us into a shame spiral if we were not taught that it was okay to feel nervous or anxious or have emotions which is pretty much our entire generation if you're a millennial (laughs) it's we were not taught that emotion was okay you know as kids If we were upset or we showed emotion, sometimes it was muted or silenced or told like we just need to be quiet and not express ourselves. And if that's a result of that, then you may be having some shame around expressing yourself or showing emotion. So those are the three ways in which self-sabotage can come about. So again, you don't want the thing. That's the first one. The second one is you don't feel worthy of the thing. And the third one is you think the thing will make you uncomfortable or it will be difficult. I just want you to know that in all of those three things, when it comes to self-sabotage, the work is always looking at yourself and your stories and your beliefs. When you look at yourself and have the awareness, you are way less likely to self-sabotage. This is the work that I've been doing over the past couple of years in terms of being aware of my own thoughts and feelings and knowing when something comes up that I immediately am like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm nervous to do that. I'm feeling procrastination towards this. I look at it and I look at what story I'm telling myself. I'm looking at what belief is behind the story that I'm telling myself and I course correct. And you know what? I have a client who asks a lot of how questions, which is fine. I love my client so much and like this is a part of the work, but she asks a lot of how questions in terms of how do I feel better? How do I do this? How do I do that in terms of thought work? And the answer is to always course correct is it's not going to be an easy fix of you changing your thoughts your brain is your brain it's been your brain for however many years you've been on this earth and your neural pathways have been ingrained for a very long time changing your thoughts takes time but it's a skill and a skill is something that needs to be developed it is a skill to neutralize your thoughts and choose 
the better thinking, better feeling thought. But that's why this work is so fun. Like, I think it's fun. I know you guys hear me talk about imposter syndrome and self-sabotage and you're like, this is, I'm literally so drained after listening to you, Jill. Like, I feel exhausted because this is so much information. But to me, I think it's so juicy that we can literally control our thoughts, that we can choose a better feeling thought, that we can use our thoughts to create amazing things in our lives like results and clients and abundance I spend a lot of time in my day coming back to a neutral calm abundant state because for me abundance means calm because sometimes if I'm too high so if I'm too happy or if I'm too sad like it feels unsafe for me so I need to find a neutral ground right and I actually attract a lot of people in terms of clients who are the same so for me Abundance feels calm, it feels safe, it feels normal and natural and relaxed. So I spend time each day coming back to that feeling. And if you want to work on coming back to that feeling, I have a waitlist for my private coaching and also the waitlist for the From Imposter to Empowered program. So my private coaching is personalized. You work with me. We do all the deep transformative work and the From Imposter to Empowered program is my group program where I take you through the find and defeat methodology to uncover, release, and rewrite your limiting beliefs. So if you want to learn more about my private coaching and get on the wait list for that, or you want to learn more about the From Imposter to Empowered program, those are my two offers. And you can go to the work with me link in the show notes and sign up for the wait list for those and do the work, do the shadow work, do the thought work. And when you become more aware of the things that are coming up for you and when you notice that you're self-sabotaging and you're more aware of it, then you can look at it without judgment or negativity and you will self-sabotage way less when you become aware of it and you start doing the work on course correcting your thoughts and then you'll feel better. And that's all that anybody wants, right? All right, guys, link in my show notes for the work with me link to get on the wait list for private coaching or get on the wait list for the next, the From Imposter to Empowered group program cohort, which starts in July. I love you guys so much. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Check out the show notes to get started on your free three-day challenge to overcome your inner imposter. Once you're done listening today, screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram story, tagging me at your coach Jill so I can share it on my page. See you next time.